From the Conquer Risk Podcast, please welcome the OGs. Welcome to the Conquer Risk Podcast. My name is Manish Kata, and with me I have the original podcast clown himself, Jeffrey. How are you, sir? I am Keen. Keen. There yeah, you go, so baby. You do it. You that's, do it. that's the way we roll around here. All right, so look, this this update from the two owners of Potomac, uh, you know, used to be quarterly. We had other people on it. It's kind of went through a couple changes, but the point of it is to just give our audience business updates, right? Not just content, but where we are as a firm, where right. we're going, that kind of stuff. So, high level, let's give the you know get the AUM update out the way. Uh, it's been a phenomenal start to the year, as of the end of the third. Uh, end of March, the end of the first quarter, excuse me, uh, we were uh, a little over 800 million in AUM and AUA, with the majority of that being uh, AUM. So things are, are progressing nicely. Obviously, that's a phenomenal, um, you know, three-year growth rate, and uh, you know, we'll talk about that more uh, in the next couple, probably episodes, as we get to our goal of of a billion dollars, which should be fairly soon. Um, yeah, better but that's at least. Year. <laughs> yeah, it, it yeah it, it better right. So uh, that's uh, that, that's at least where we are from from that standpoint. One of the things that are coming up uh, pretty quickly here is uh, the our affiliated mutual funds are coming up on their three year track record at the right. end of June. That's a big deal for a lot of reasons. Number one being many platforms won't even look at you uh, unless you have that three year number. For whatever reason, that's sort of the line in the sand in our industry before you can be accepted uh, as an actual mutual fund manager. So let, let me toss it to you because you know there, there, there's a lot that goes with distribution, not just for the models, um, but right. also what we're excited about with the funds coming up on the three-year. Yeah, well, the, I mean, first and foremost, just look at the, the, the pool of advisors that are out there. In our industry, it has been a relatively unchanging ratio of about... Uh, generally speaking, 40% of advisors outsource to models and 60% uh, like to build their own uh, models with, you know, funds, stocks, ETFs, whatever. And so from that standpoint, I mean, it might vary, you know, year to year, three or 4%, and then it kind of swings back. And so for us, trying to bring our, our risk management capabilities to the advisor world, it's really exciting now that we're going to, and, and have been, uh, bringing it not just to the 40% pool, but the 60% pool, right? So now any advisor we talk to is essentially a candidate to, to really understand whether or not they are uh, able to or need to conquer risk. So what are the platforms that, that we added recently? I know aside from the fund, just the model side of it, you know, we added some some pretty big players here in the last. Yeah, absolutely. Probably the biggest in the last few months was it was being added to the altruist platform. Um, I know we're taking some serious look at, at you know, custodial um, situation there. Um, kind of interesting play. But but the reality is right for models and distribution. Um, Altruist is a is a different world. Um, it has a different kind of advisor clientele, typically a lot more RIA only uh, folks that you know have their own shop, and that's where they chose to to uh, to work with. And we're excited to be really the first tactical manager on their platform. So they have lots of the American funds, Black Rocks, Vanguards, those kinds of things. Um, but we're a different. We're definitely a different being in the soup, so to speak. So, yeah, I'm excited to, to be able to tell our story in that space. Yeah, and the other one that 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 I'm pumped about is Axos, just because 
it, it's called mm-hmm. Axos now. But if you're no. in this industry long enough, you remember it was the original TCA, Trust Company of America, which I remember 15 years ago, people would request us to get on that platform all the time because it was sort of one of the original um, yeah. platforms for tactical managers. And so it went through Completely. its... Uh, you know, it's evolved with different owners uh, and it's been passed around a little bit, uh, but now it's under that Axos brand and we were yeah. added to their MMX platform. Yeah, uh, I think there's a lot of upgraded technology there too. And that was one of the things that I think was a struggle, you know, years ago was was just sort of how do you take that leap? And sometimes in their case, I think it took some some mergers, some buy, you know, those, those sorts of activities to, to be able to find the money to say, okay, look, we need to upgrade. And here's how we're going to do it. And, and Axos looks pretty cool. Yeah. Um, and, then, and then the last one before we move on here was something that we sat on for a while, which is FMAX. Any, uh, any yep. sense there? Yeah, it's, uh, you know, it's interesting. We know some firms, some others that, that use FMAX. And, and frankly, they're going after a lot of folks. I mean, there's, there's some activity going on there. I won't name a bunch of other names, but uh, the reality is there's some very large firms and some that you know that are suddenly figuring out that maybe Fidelity's new FMAX platform would be a, a, a good one to either white label or, or just run as is and uh, and build there. So yeah, it is definitely something we tabled for, gosh, probably six months. Um, we basically got everything set up and then said, just put it on hold as we kind of assessed where we were going because we had so many irons in the fire as far as distribution. By the way, I think we're up to 16 or 17 different platforms now. Uh, model marketplaces, as well as a lot of TAMPs. And and that's just, it, it's exciting, right? Distribution. You and I know we've been around this for a long time. Potomac didn't do distribution until just a couple of years ago. It was the old direct solicitor model. You come to us, do our paperwork, that sort of thing. And now it's so much easier. It's a lighter lift to go where advisors already are. Correct. Okay. Let's quickly talk about staffing. There's been some major changes there. Uh, something that we're all happy about, especially me, is that uh, the hiring of Captain Beard, uh, who's our new CCO, which uh, alleviates a lot off my plate. You know, I've been CCO for a while. I understand that side of the business, but it doesn't mean that I should actually be doing it or want to do it. Uh, so putting a, a CCO in place, Justin Long, who joined us earlier this year, uh, allows you know that that department uh, to to live and breathe on its own, uh, and so that was important for all of us to to get that added. And on your side of the world, there's been some changes with some new uh, sales folks to to have some more boots on the ground. What uh, what do you got there? Yeah, well, first I, I totally agree with Captain Beard. Uh, you know, having him on board, I, you know, as a business owner, right? We 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 often take on way too many things, and I'm glad to see that that's off of your plate. Um, you know, we got a lot to do as we continue to grow and grow very rapidly and very successfully. So um, those those expansions continue in other areas like the education team. And so I know we've had a podcast and talked about Chase and Shelly, our two essentially internal folks that were, uh, you know, handling all the relationships for the last year and a half or so. Uh, starting in October, we hired um, uh, Mike Rogers uh, for the South Central, and and he's also covering Southeast until probably the end of the year uh, when we continue to add. Uh, but likewise, we've added in January Jonathan Champa in the Northeast and Jack Fecco uh, in the in the uh, Northwest, and they all have their primary territory, and they're doing some extra coverage for us while we continue to uh, make that path. Um, it's exciting because boots on the ground is different. We realized I know you and I had this conversation. 
about a year ago, it's like, wait a second, uh, we're starting to see the difference in that there are some offices that are, whether it be because of size or just, it's just a different audience. They're never going to look at an email or a, a social media post, right? And, and say, hey, I think I need to look at Potomac and take them seriously. Uh, some of these folks need to have an introduction, a referral, uh, a TAMP wholesaler, bring us to them, you know, that sort of thing where they can meet someone in person and then they will take us seriously. So boots on the ground is absolutely crucial to our growth plan and our process and how we've continued to grow even over the last few months. I mean, that think about it, 600 to 800 in a quarter uh, is a massive jump. So it's great stuff. Yeah. And so, and there's some job openings out there as well. And, you know, check out our LinkedIn page. We'll continue to post some yeah. up there. That's been a good yeah. source of, of new. Absolutely. Ones. And I'll, I'll add to that, right? So the, the North Central is a position that is actually posted right now uh, for kind of Minnesota to Ohio. Uh, likewise, we want to get another internal person for the uh, Northwest and slash Southwest. Kind of our goal at this point is to have six external people within the next six to 12 months and three internal people. Uh, so we already have two internals and three externals. So it's pretty wild. It's uh, growth is happening, man. Got to get those Got boots it. on the ground. All right. Uh uh, one more thing, and we can wrap up here soon. Technology side, you know, obviously we do have an internal TAMP that's a big part of our business. And one of the struggles that we've had for years is trying to make technology work. Uh, we put a lot of uh, time, effort, and money into having our own interface, and it's been going really well. And <laughs> we started this project of creating our own proposal system. Uh, you know, we pride ourselves on being, you know, experts in the model field, right? Strategists, putting models together. And the proposal systems that were out there, they're, they're all fine and dandy and they work really well, but they started to lack when it comes to how we view the world in terms of ranking tactical managers and maybe some model optimizations, deciding on how to combine it. And a lot of that manual work was falling on your shoulders to help advisors across the country, you know, find the proper mix. And so we started building out the proposal system. We got two fractional developers now that are working on this. It's making progress. And, and then we kind of decided, all right, well, you know, it looks pretty good. Let's just keep going. Right. And then so so now it's it's you know, it, it's uh, like the, the, the bag of lays. Right. I mean, you can't have one yeah. ship and it's, it's starting go. to turn out that there way you where, go. you know, the next step is going to be. All right. Well, now you have a proposal system like you might as well launch a new account from there. Uh, you might as well get APIs from the custodian. You might as well go down the path of just making this a, a fully functional web app that an advisor can use to run their entire business. And so, look, th this is probably a whole other uh, conversation, but it's happening. You know, that we have the developers that are that are that are you know working on this, and over the next three to six months, we'll we'll have a lot more information, and hopefully by the time our conference comes in October we able to um, uh, have a, a fully functioning version of, of this web application. Um, well, and it, I mean, even yesterday, you know, discussion you and I had, it's like the, the concept that, that basically none of them that we've seen do anything more than look at an individual account when they're trying to, you know, encounter risk and, and, and look at what a portfolio looks like together, as opposed to what advisors need, which is not just an account level, but also a household level and to be able to upscale you know, and look at that higher level, I think is, is critical and something that we're, we're looking to add. Got it. Got it. One last, let's talk about, you know, failures. Um, <laughs> and uh, because I think it's important, right. You know, in the world of podcasts <laughs> and press releases, um, 
you know, there, there's, there, there's always, you know, all the great stuff companies do. And then the bad stuff just gets swept under the rug. And, and that's not, that's disingenuous. Like there, things happen. There's a lot of pivots, right? From all types of companies. Mm -hmm. Some of the largest companies in the world put out things like Microsoft Zune and, and you know, um, oh, wow. and, and things, things end up being changed, right? So one of the things we launched a couple of years ago, a year and a half ago, was a, a research product. And the plan was bringing on someone like Dan Russo, who has a research shops, Drew Rells that quickly followed, followed and, and putting out an institutional uh, type research product. Um, and the fact of the matter is it just didn't work. Um, you know, we, it, you could say it was pricing. You could say it was the type of content distribution. It doesn't matter. The, ultimately, the buck falls on us. We put a product out that I still believe in, frankly, um, but it, it didn't generate the interest we needed. So look, sometimes you got to recognize when things aren't working. And so we, we kill that um, and are going to be more focused on direct research in terms of our models and our funds uh, versus just institutional research. And it's really just focusing, right? We, that's our big thing for 2023 100%. is like, you know, we, we have to focus in on what is driving change uh, for the advisor client experience. And frankly, as a business owner, what's driving revenue and where can we put those resources to? So uh, research is something that, you know, it, it just, it, it got closed. We're moving on um, and, and, and focusing on kind of our core competency for I hate that word, but but are kind of what what drives the boat here. Well, it is. I mean, you and I talk about all the time, like figure out what you do well and double down on it. Right. Even if it's a matter of if it is a distribution, is there a platform that you start to get some headway on? OK, great. Let's go, you know, spend more time and energy there. Is there an OSJ or a, a particular broker dealer that you find that you're having success with? Great. Go spend more time and energy there. What you don't want to do. And I think a lot of businesses actually do this is they start something. And unlike you mentioned, like it failed and they just kind of sweep it under the rug. They just keep doing it. I mean, you and I had this discussion, like I, there was something that I liked that, you know, you, you say, well, you kind of like it too. And, and that's probably going to be on the chopping block. So there, there are always things that you have to look at and say, what is working? What's not? And if you can't figure out why it's not working and it's an easy adjustment to make it work, just kill the damn thing. Quit wasting time on stuff that's just a time suck. Yeah. All right. Let's wrap this up. Be, relative to our other shows, this will most likely be the uh, most boring podcast uh, series. Um, but these updates are necessary, <laughs> at least for us to get our thoughts out there and yeah. for advisors to understand uh, where we're going as a business. So please, you know the deal. Like button, subscribe, forward this on to whoever you want, uh, and we'll catch you hopefully next quarter if we feel like doing it. Peace. Potomac Fund Management is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This information is prepared for general information only and should not be considered as individual investment advice nor as a solicitation to buy or offer to sell any security. This material does not constitute any representation as to the suitability or appropriateness of any investment advisory program or security. Please visit our disclosure page, potomacfund.com slash disclosures, for more information. 
Potomac does not make any representation or warranties as to the accuracy, timeliness, suitability, completeness, or relevance of any information prepared by any unaffiliated third party, whether linked to the Potomac website or incorporated herein, and takes no responsibility for any of this information. The views of Potomac are subject to change, and Potomac is under no obligation to notify you of any changes. Different types of investments involve varying degrees of risk, and there can be no assurance that the future performance of any specific investment or investment strategy will be profitable or equal to any historical performance level.